You're listening to the Gospel Project for Students Weekly Leader Training, helping you lead your students in their journey through the storyline of Scripture. Hey, welcome back. Here we are at the Gospel Project for Students Leader Training podcast uh, for our spring 2020 quarter. And so my name is Andy McLean. I'm one of the editors for the Gospel Project for Students. So is Amanda Mejias, who is also an editor. Uh, And we are doing our last session of the spring quarter, uh, which is Unit 21, Session 4. And so uh, we, this is our 14th session for this quarter, which normally our quarters have 13 sessions. And so uh, for this particular quarter, there's just a lot of Sundays. We felt generous. In this quarter. And so, (laughs) man, that's uh, one extra Sunday can make a difference. So 14 weeks and uh, of study. And that's great. So, yeah, you got that. Uh, and we're ending on a really fun lesson. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. And so we've been, uh, obviously, throughout this whole quarter, we've been looking at the early life and ministry of Jesus. Um, you know, you've seen a lot as you sort of have gone through this. Hopefully your students have, have gained a lot from uh, Jesus' early encounters with people and some of his, you know, some of the early details of his life even before public ministry even took place. And so lots of just fun application stuff there. Here we're going to end on Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well. And so we're going to be in John chapter 4, a very uh, well-known passage uh, to many people. Uh, but this is just such a great passage. That's a great one to end on, too. You know, because we've talked a lot about Jesus' compassion. We've seen Jesus, even though, you know, we're going to be talking more about some of the miracles and stuff like that for the next quarter. Uh, we, we've seen some. We've, we've, we've uh, obviously have seen Jesus' compassion. He's healed people. And, uh, and we've just kind of seen sort of the purpose and the mission of Jesus and why he came. And uh, But, man, like, this is just... Uh, again, one to really end the quarter on and say, wow, like Jesus, there's just something really unique about Jesus, you know? And so anyway, I, I just want your students to sort of be exposed to, you know, the type of character that Jesus displays in this session and just be in all of him, you know, as if, as as we're in all of him. And so, um, so Jesus, um, you know, uh, encounters this the Samaritan woman, and so you you'll have an opportunity to sort of set the scene, set the context, you know, about, about this relationship between the Samaritans and the Jews, and how there was uh, animosity between them. And so you know, it, it, we see Jesus again going to those who normally, from a Jewish standpoint, that they, they wouldn't, nobody would have talked to her. You know, uh, at least none of his Jewish brothers would have, and. And so, but, you know, uh, not only did they go to, to her, uh, not only did he talk to her, though, being a Samaritan, but, but also, you know, she's at, she's at the well at the hottest time of the day. She's obviously probably, you know, trying to avoid, um, you know, other people, right? Yeah. And, and, and we learn about that because she obviously has this checkered past. And so, you know, that comes to light later on in this conversation. So Jesus already knows this. And yet he's still going to engage with her. He's still going to talk to her, and he's still going to pursue her heart. Yep. And, uh, and that's just one of the cool things here. But so the main point that we're going to be looking at, God's people worship in spirit and in truth. Now, there's going to be a lot of things, like I said, to talk about. I think we're going to be able to touch upon this whole theme of satisfaction again. But one of the things that Amanda and I wanted to bring to your attention <clears throat> is just this, this big point of what it means to worship in spirit and truth and helping our students to understand Mm -hmm. what that means. Yeah, I was telling Andy that I feel like that is has was such a foreign concept when I would read it um, 
in high school or middle school. I mean, even now sometimes it still doesn't all, you know, click together. But to understand that, you know, after we talked about Nicodemus, you know, recently um, about being born again in the spirit by the spirit, like that's the same concept here that we're talking about when it comes to worshiping God in spirit. Like in order to worship him in spirit, we have to be born again. And um, I think sometimes I've heard that concept of like worshiping in spirit is like something that makes you feel good on the inside and that's you know if it makes you feel good or if the you know the lights are just right then maybe I can worship God then because it might it it just moves my spirit Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not what we're talking about like the spirit here we're talking about is the Holy Spirit the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer yeah Um, yeah so I thought that was really cool yeah something that it's gonna be really great for your students to really understand yeah yeah Anytime we can help students kind of think about, you know, what worship entails, yeah. I think is is a win. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the the woman at the well, of course, you know, she's trying to divert the conversation oh, totally. with Jesus, and so she talks, she brings up this debate, you know, well, you know, uh, about the location of worship, right? And so, uh, which you know, which is good, you know, we can tell students, hey, look, you know, like that what Jesus is saying um, is important because you know. You need to get to the essence of worship. You need to get to the heart of worship. Yeah. You know, we're we're not saying that you know that worship only takes place on a Sunday morning or in a church building, even. Uh, you know, but 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 let's kind of get to the to the fundamental essence of worship here, and uh, and Jesus lays it out. You know that 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 we are to worship God in spirit and in truth, mm-hmm. and um, and something that you said made me think of yeah, because sometimes you do have people. Uh, that tend to lean one way or the other in terms of like they really want to worship just in terms of like truth uh, or maybe they're just kind of focused on the, the spirit aspect uh, of, of worship. Um, and so like for instance, you know, you, you just may have some. Uh, so the way that, you know, what, the way that we define it in the book, you know, worship in spirit and in truth, obviously you need to be born again of the spirit. Uh, but also to to know right things about God in order to worship God properly. So right. there's this truth component, right? And so both of these go hand in hand. Like you can you can obviously know lots of things rightly about God and not be saved, right? And feel very little, if nothing, for God. Right. Uh, or um, you know, conversely, um, you know. So you you just need to you need to have both, right? So that's kind of the point. And um, and so, uh, but yeah, you know, there there could be people who just really are um, rich in doctrine and love theology and their worship music perhaps, but man, they really could just use a little bit more affection in their worship. Yeah. Or on the other hand, there's people that kind of do the extreme to the other side. Right. They just worship God because it feels good to, you know, raise their hands or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they're missing the fact of the, about the words that they're actually singing. You yeah, know, they, the, the content, that the emotional singing, yeah. feel gets, you know, yeah. you know, like okay, yeah, it, it's sort of kind of yeah, it becomes about that, mm-hmm. um, and 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 sort of the content, uh, the truth aspect of it is just yeah. really kind of missing, you right. know, and so you know, I think that the completed Christian yeah. is one who can embrace both, one who totally. can feel deeply. Yes. Uh, for the things of God, who can feel deeply uh, and, and have this worshipful experience for right. God, while also, 
you know, worshiping in truth and knowing, you know, the, the God that they're worshiping, the character mm-hmm. uh, of God and the things of God, and so being rich in doctrine and theology. And so so those can kind of coexist. Unfortunately, I, I see that they're often, you know, there's a wedge that tries to come between them. Uh, but, you know, that's that what we want to do. We want to help students to, to be well-balanced and to have both of these and to see how they actually harmonize very well oh, with one another. Yeah, totally. Because, you know, our worship should increase, like, the more that we understand and know God, right? Yeah. And when we understand what true worship is about in spirit and truth and not about a location, like, it's not about being at church or at a specific time or specific service, um, you know, it – your worship is going to overflow no matter where you are if you're worshiping in spirit and truth. So you could be in your car driving somewhere. You could be in your bedroom. Um, you could be at a traditional or a contemporary service, and you can truly worship God because of those two things. Yeah, yeah. And your students can do so as well. I mean, yep. like they can, you know, worship God after they realize that they just made an A on a test. Yeah. Or they can worship God when they <laughs> realize that they just made a C minus. Yeah, you know? and their parents didn't ground so, them. Like so. it's gonna, it's gonna be like, you know, but you know, because it's grounded in the character of God, who God is, what they yep. know about God, but also the fact that they that they that they know God, that they have this personal relationship with God, that right. they are they've been saved. They don't um, just know that God is a gracious God. They know that God has been gracious toward them. You yeah. know, they don't just know that God is a loving God, but they know they've experienced the love of God for themselves. Yeah, for sure. Changes yeah. everything. It does. And so, anyway, it's a great session to end uh, our spring 2020 volume on. And so, uh, I hope that you guys um, uh, have a great time with this particular session. I hope that you've enjoyed these um a podcast, and I hope that you'll join us for the next volume. Uh, we'll be here for uh, the summer volume that's coming up, and um, I hope that you'll tune in and uh, listen to what we have to say in regards to um, that particular volume as we continue our journey through the storyline of Scripture. So thanks for joining with us. Thanks for hanging in there with us, and Amanda and I will we'll see you here next time, hopefully. Yeah, can't wait.